que los latinos anden despertando. Abre los ojos para ver lo que what's up everybody welcome back to latino free minds uh, another episode here on this episode we have our guest vincent rocco vargas vincent how you doing man what's going on bro <laughs> just here man another day right absolutely um, <laughs> thank you for for coming on the show uh you know it's 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 great to have you on and i'm um, looking forward to this conversation because i think uh you know what we're going to talk about is an important and it's kind of complex right uh and, you know, especially the border uh yeah. what you get from the media from both sides is just kind of partisan talking points but you don't get the real deal so to speak um and you know you have experience there so i kind of want to pick your brain on that with your experience there what you think about what's going on you know today and uh kind of just go from there uh, but you know i think a lot of people are going to recognize you from uh mayans <laughs> so how how was it working on that by the way that was cool bro it's uh it was uh i guess with a lifelong dream it was cool to get to get to that point and be able to work on that show and and be a part of such an iconic you know thing so i'm, I'm blessed to be in, to have been a part of it nice nice were you uh did you like how it ended were you satisfied with that ending uh i think everyone will say no because okay. you know, we would love to, well i would have loved to have done two more seasons but you know okay. that's, that's above my pay grade <laughs> um you know the way we ended up ending it uh i think it, it told the story in the way we wanted to uh mm -hmm. i think when you wrap a show it's always going to feel rushed i think that was a lot of the criticism that it mm. felt rushed but yeah we we crammed in what we probably could have made we could probably could have stretched out for two more seasons in one mm. um, but i'm very happy with the end product absolutely gotcha okay i could i could see that the the kind of the rush feeling at the end a little bit um because i was like uh what was it where it was like oh when when uh I forget the name of the girl that was uh that told Bishop pretty much that Easy was a snitch. Like I thought they could have like kind of gone into that a little more and it kind of just went into the end. So I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, took kind of like took her word for it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a tough one. It's a tough one, but yeah, like I say, you're trying to wrap up uh the whole story, everyone's little stories in between all that and and in the show. So mm -hmm. I think um you know when the critics say it felt rushed i can see their point in that oh, okay yeah yeah. no I, I thought overall i thought it was a good show and and yeah i was surprised when uh 
when they said that it was the final season. So I was like, hey, well, we'll see how it ends, right? So, but yeah. overall, I, th- I thought it was it was a good show. It, it lived up to to the you know the universe that it's in, right? The SOA universe. So that was pretty cool. I appreciate that. Um, so uh, t- tell me a little bit about your background, um, as far as I, I believe you serve in the military. And then from there, you went to the Border Patrol. So you tell me a little bit yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. So at first, I, you know, I guess I grew up in the San Fernando Valley. Uh, I'll tell you I'll, I'll tell you this because it's pertinent. My mother is Mexican and my father's Puerto Rican. My mother's the first generation. Um, and, you know, they met in L.A. Uh, I played baseball, went to college. I lost a scholarship because of my academic uh, ineligibility. And so I went to the military. Uh, I had a daughter at the time. And so uh, what we'll circle back with like my, I played college and struggled with education. That's where I took my th- first theater classes. And so I okay. learned acting <laughs> in college because I needed some easy A's, you know? Yeah. But, um, I did four years active duty, uh, two, two combat tours to Afghanistan, one to Iraq. Uh, and then I got out in mid 2007 and was looking for what was next. Uh, I worked at a prison system cause it was an easy job to get right away. So working at a prison, and then after two years of that in 2009, I got hired on with Department of Homeland Security Border Patrol. And I did that all the way until about 2015 is when I resigned. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of being in the military, given what's going on today, do you kind of get worried about like, you know, all the younger people that might be, you know, given what's going on in, in the, you know, with the wars and all that, does it kind of in your mind does it worry you a little bit or anything like that um it's it's kind of the duality of that is i get worried if it's my own kids uh, because it's my kids but i think there's always going to be a need necessity to serve for some demographics right like for for you know the poor and and the middle class like we're always going to need a a some assistance and in, in a sense to kind of jump economic social mm-hmm. social economic position and sometimes the military might be that answer for some mm-hmm. uh, i personally chose infantry which was not the smartest choice in the sense of i had no other skill set leaving the military that was valuable besides knowing how to handle guns really well you know mm-hmm. yeah like leadership and whatnot but but if i was smarter i would have done something like respiratory therapists or whatnot and i would have been able to have a, a kind of a a head start on life a little bit better than I was before that. So the military I know can be valuable for those who are looking for the opportunity in it for, for the structure and stability of the paycheck. And as well as for like the advancement in the social economic positioning, I think the military is great for those individuals Uh, for my own kids. uh, If they, if, because of what's happening, I, I am fearful that there might be a draft not a, really, but like the worst case scenario would be a draft. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, that would be, that'd be something I wouldn't be comfortable with because I don't want my kids to have to be forced to go to war. Uh, I, I enjoy the, the idea of the volunteer military so that you get people that want to be there and not so much that are forced to be there. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, I think that has to be in the conversation for all everything that's going on, because if it did get down to a, a World War Three type scenario. Uh, I don't think it's far fetched to implement a draft because of how how much struggle the military has received in trying to get the recruiting numbers. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be something that would have to happen. Um, 
which then would be an interesting topic when they start drafting women as well. And, <laughs> and then the whole equality question starts to get a little fudged and blurred, right? Because I remember, you know, my, my daughter's like, that's not fair. I'm like, hold the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's going to be interesting. But um, all in all, uh, yeah, I think when I see what's going on in Israel right now, um, I think of all possible scenarios and the worst case scenario would be that. And so, yeah, I think of that a little bit. Okay. Yeah, no, I definitely feel that like as a father, well, you know, my kids are younger, right? Um, but obviously, you know, you, you got wars that can last, you know, all the way until they're, you know, in their twenties, Yeah. you know, uh, we've had that before. Um, you know, I was, what, 2001, I was like 14, I think 13 or 14 when, you know, the war in Iraq, the war on terror, when that started and, you know, just, when we pulled out of Afghanistan, you know, not so, not so great, but you know, the beginning to end, that was what is 20 years or so. So that's, these things can go for a long time. And and it's like, yeah, it worries you because it's like, it's kind of going back into that same region. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. it's like, kind of like, it's got that feeling that it's going to kickstart again. And, you know, you got other conflicts going on with other countries and I don't know, man, I think sometimes, uh, I guess, America tries to do too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know, yeah. we're, we're obviously, we're, we're a great country, you know, even, even when, uh, you know, it doesn't feel like it sometimes, <laughs> you know, you, you know, we feel like we're down, but we're still great. Right. We, we're still, how could you put it like that beacon of hope? Right. I think that uh, a lot of people nowadays, they kind of put the country down uh, too much. Right. But it's like, where else would you rather be? Right. You know what I mean? And, you know, in, in that sense, yeah, we, we do try to help a lot of people. We, tr we try to do too much, but sometimes it, it kind of sucks because it feels like we're not helping ourselves out. You know what I mean? Do you kind of get that feeling or, or how do you, how do you stand there? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think um, it's funny. How do I word this? Right. <laughs> uh, it's funny how people have taken the position of having a lot of anger and hate towards America. Things like, they see the flag as being racist or, or right. there's now an alternate, uh, you know, freaking the, the star spangled banner or what, you know what I mean? Like the place yeah, yeah. yeah. like people are just changing it or not using it or not doing it. Right. Like, so the patriotism and the, and the belief in America is kind of like starting to dwindle into other ideologies. People are bringing in their cultural beliefs and people are kind of shifting that in, which starts to kind of water down and almost, almost, create a, a different idea of what America stands for. And, and I think that's wrong, right? I think, uh, I think that American flag will always stand for the same thing is like opportunity, you know, and freedom, uh, and for, for all colors, all races, all, all freaking religions, right? It doesn't matter when you're in America, that flag should represent for everyone the same thing. Uh, and people were starting to shift that narrative and people starting to turn it into their own ideology and they're demonizing what we have for so many years believed, you know, what, what that flag stands for. It stands for you fighting for you, what you believe in. It stands for you standing up against oppression. It mm -hmm. stands, it, it stands there tall for you in, in whatever you believe is your right. But at no point should you demonize the flag itself because, it represents America. And right. And that's, I think there was the, mm -hmm. that's what's happening. And, and that's, what's unfortunate. That's, that's partly why I chose to write the book, but it's also what we see currently with 
politicians, right? The politics that are, that are, you know, dividing this country even further and further. They're making people choose, you know, left or right. You know, if, if you, if you believe in this, that means you're racist. If you believe in this, it means you're yeah. this. You know? And it's yeah. this really, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, divisive, just too much. It's divisive, but it's ignorant. Every little thing to, to kind of get us against each other. Right. You know? And it's, and it's ignorant to do that. Right. But, but us in America currently, um, and just society where it's at when it comes to information, mm-hmm. uh, people take everything as facts, right? Like right. your mom and my mom, right? They used to read the news for the facts and mm-hmm. they still think that's a thing. Yeah. I am not so gullible anymore <laughs> that I don't take anything as facts and I question right. everything. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, so when you have free minds and free thinkers, we can think outside the box and actually try and, uh, and understand that everything you read is not real. Everything you read can be, uh, could be marketing, could be psychological operations, could be, uh, you know, pushing specific narratives, things like the, the vaccines and all these things, right? Whatever that is. But just an example is like, yeah, we're in a very weird time right now where we're probably the least patriotic con- country. Uh, as, as a country, we're probably in the least patriotic phase. Mm-hmm. And which becomes scary. It becomes scary because we we lose the identity of who, what America is and what it always right. stood for people like me and you with our brown skin, like, you mm-hmm. know, we're proud to be here because it's given opportunity to our families, right? The ones mm-hmm. before us and the ones, and the ones we hope to, to give them after us. Right. And so yeah. it's a, it's a very interesting time right now. Um, but uh, I still hold true to what America stands for. And I will continue to kind of uphold that in my own world, in my own circle of influence. Mm-hmm. And I think that's all we really can do. I can't sit here and I can motherfuck the administration. I can motherfuck politics all day long, whatever. But mm-hmm. in the end of the day, I have a very small ripple effect of what what changes that. And so all I can do is uh, make sure that my little circle of influences understands where my uh, my ideologies stem from and and what I feel to be true. And hopefully they continue that same ideology. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And that's the thing, too, like kind of when, when we started doing this podcast, you know, um, I do it with my brother-in-law and, you know, he had to work today. He couldn't get the the, the time off to do this. Um, so he's at work. Uh, you know, we wanted to do this because, you know, we we've told everybody we lean more conservative than than liberal. Right. Um, and we wanted to do this because kind of like what you said, there's a lot of people that are getting manipulated and, you know, by it comes from everywhere. You, you, the news, the media, you know, you see it in sports. Now you, you see it everywhere, right? You TV. And that's kind of one of the things I liked about Mayans is like, I didn't feel like there was any political message. It was just the show. This is, this is what's going on in this world. And it's like, they didn't, I didn't feel like there was a focus on, on any kind of politics, so to yeah. speak. Uh, so that's why I really liked it. But you, you kind of, in other shows, you see that they're, they're trying to throw a narrative at you. And, um, so the reason we, we started the podcast is because it's like, all right, there's a lot of things that we're being told that aren't 100% true, right? And what we've told everybody is like, look, the the, the best thing you can do is kind of look into everything, right? Because we, we, we've we been getting a lot of things where they're out of context yeah. and they've been run as fact, right? Like, right. you know, this person said this or this or that. And, you know, we, we've always told people, you know, look up the whole clip. Don't just go with what they show you. Look up the whole, you know. If you if you can watch the whole speech, you know, watch the whole speech. It doesn't matter if it's an hour, 30 minutes, watch it all. You know, 
we can spend, you know, binging a, a, an episode, a, a show on Netflix, you know, three or four hours. If it's, you know, if it's really interesting, you'll, you'll go until you go, all right, I got to take a break. You know, if you can do that, you can, you can watch something that's going to affect your, your mind. And as far as how you're going to decide, right. Whether that's voting or, or where you support or, or whatnot. Um, so we always told people, you know, do, do a little bit more like, you know, so to speak research or look into it a little bit more. And then wherever you land, you know, you landed, you know, the thing we want people to avoid is being handed a narrative and then just kind of taking it. Yeah. 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 So, it's, it's the sad thing that we have. We, we're in a time where we have just waves and waves of information hitting us at all times. Mm -hmm. And we also have the shortest attention spans we've ever had. And so we are the world of the fast information. And so with that means like, no research, no, no, you know, no one's thinking for themselves. No one's making their own opinions and no one's questioning shit, which mm -hmm. you should. So part of my military uh, was obviously special operations. The other side of it was a drill sergeant, right? I was an instructor, but the other part that I don't talk about too often publicly uh, is, and I just started really more mentioning it more, it was psychological operations and psychological operations is really, uh, it, if you use it in this, if you, if you're looking for what the, the, civilian version of that would be it would be something like marketing right it would be right, like, yeah, yeah. like social media marketing is it kind of a form of psychological operations in a sense it's like by saying hey my coffee is the best coffee or my 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 soap is the best soap and people start buying it just because you're telling them it's the best mm -hmm. right but that's essentially what's happening with with media that's the happening with new that's happening with television like you said like you know what i mean like yeah, the whole, yeah. they'll push a narrative through your through your television show because it's important and what happens is subconsciously we're receiving this information and we're starting to take it. And it's, it is changing kind of the ideas of some of our kids. It is pushing like, so if you remember the movie 13 reasons why, mm -hmm. yeah, 13 reasons why it had a huge epidemic of suicide after it, because the show was focused on suicide and you have mm -hmm. a lot of teens that are dealing with angst and life and, and struggle. And they're watching this teen going through this. And the whole story is uh, a lot of driven attention towards the suicide, the event of it. Uh, and it actually caused like a big ripple effect of suicide, right? It was called suicide contagion, right? And so yeah. that's the power of influence. That's the power of media. That's the power mm -hmm. of television. Um, and so people had to be very cautious about it. The same thing goes on with the show. Uh, I think it was Gia or whatever the hell it was called. It's the same kind of concept. You know, the girl's a cutter and blah, 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 blah. But when you start introducing these in this mass uh, information freaking platforms, you know what I mean? And it becomes a social norm, cutting or, or suicide. You yeah. start to create this ripple effect of that because it is given the ideas to very vulnerable people. This is no different than the recently they said, oh, the, the, the Palestinians are killing 30 babies and decapitating them. Like there was no proof of that. Right. Mm -hmm. no, I looked into it. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. If it's true. They had no proof of that, it, and, and we don't know to this day if there's true or not. It could have been psychological operations, right? Psychological mm -hmm. warfare, psychologically make them look more like the bad guys, right? Whatever it is. I, it would, and, yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying I support any of this shit. I think fucking war is fucking ugly no matter what. Yeah, yeah. But the point being is, same as when the Ukraine war was happening and, and or still happening, and Russia, there was videos of and stories of this, like, jet fighter pilot that killed this and that and then <laughs> that the video game out. right right it was you <laughs> the point is like like we don't know what is true and false these days with the implementation yeah. of ai with the implementation of all these new advances like like i sit in a position of very neutral until i can prove to myself i know the facts of a situation mm -hmm. 
this is why the immigration topic is such a fucking hard one to talk about because yeah. everyone has their preconceived notions of they, their thoughts and ideas of immigration of the border patrol itself right that's why mm. i wrote the book was because like okay let me as someone who understands psychological operations as someone who understands manipulation and in, in, in through the media as someone who understands how the pushing of the narratives and and, and how easy it's digested by people who are just not educated in the subjects how can i combat this with one book and so when i wrote my book it was to highlight the career field of border patrol so now if you've read this book you can sit here and be like well that's one part of the equation that you don't need the research i did it for you i told you here's mm -hmm. the career field so mm -hmm. that's now from there you can make any kind of determination when someone says hey the border patrol does this you're like hold up bro i just read a book and explained exactly what they do now if there's outliers in that right there's onesie twosies that do something stupid and, and that in every organization that happens yeah but the truth is the foundation of what the border patrol this is what it does. Now people are at least are more educated on that one part of this immigration fucking puzzle. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. And and it's like I said, it's it's it seems very complex, right? Because everyone throws their their emotion into it, what they think they know about it. And you know, that's one thing. It's like, you know, I've never been to the border and witnessed any of that, right? So it's well, like I don't know. I can't. I can't. I. I would want to. I, we had a. We had a. You know Art Del Cueto. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We had him on a, a few months ago, and he was like, "Yeah, you guys ever come to Arizona?" He's like, "We'll go." So it's like, you know, I would. I would want to go see it because it's. I think that's that's something that you know, if you're gonna have, if you're gonna talk about it, have an opinion about it, you gotta, you gotta at least know what you're talking about, right? Bring a camera. I'll be in Calexico next week. If you got right. time, come out. <laughs> All right. Um, but you know what I mean? So I haven't been there. I, I kind of just see what's in the news, you know, and then I kind of follow people like Art, and then I see his take, um, you know, and other people uh, that are in the Border Patrol. And, you know, you see the difference, right? You see the contrast <laughs> in, all right, this is what the media is saying, but these guys that are there living through it, it's like they're saying something completely different. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think that's why it's important to have people like Art, people like you on. And, and give like the, like I said earlier, that real deal, because we're not getting it. And people get so emotional about it, right? They, they've been, a lot of people have been manipulated about the border. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. They, make it, they make it so much, you know, and I got experience, you know, with my family members or friends, they make the border about, for the most part, like they make it seem like, oh, it's anti-Mexican. Right. You know what I mean? So you kind of get that, that pride and that, and that emotion and like, no, you know, well, fuck all the border patrol. You know what I mean? And then people are like that just because of that. And then they don't really, they don't really realize that a lot of the border patrol are like Latinos, Hispanic, Mexican guys, you know what I mean? And, you know, when, when people hear that, they kind of like, like, you know, what are you talking about? I think they assume it's just some random white guy trying yeah. to kick, kick yeah. us all out. You know what I mean? It's, it's a, it's a crazy, crazy fucking idea when someone who lives in America, who job is in america right they make their they stay in their families they feed their families and through jobs from america and they might be mexican descent whatever it is and then they go back and say bro why are you stopping your people from coming in mm -hmm. you're like hold the fuck up this is a country our country has a border our border like every other country who has borders and border immigration laws we have ours right mm -hmm. ours are on a fucking 
telescope, right? Ours are, ours are fucking, for some reason, times 10 people are watching us more than any other fucking country, and they're paying attention to our borders than anyone else's, which, yeah. God, we are America, fine. But every country has a border and has an immigration policy. And in ours, it says, hey, if you're going to come to this country, use a port of entry, right? Use a port of entry and, uh, you know, determine your citizenship. And you're also allowed to apply for many different visas and reasons why to come here, work, school, education, whatever the case. Right. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, Hispanics, Hispanics that are invested in this so deeply, they say that, but they're still receiving a paycheck in America, living in America, reaping all the benefits and the opportunities of America. Right. And mm -hmm. it's just like, dude. You yourself are sitting here in this seat, in this position of, of privilege mm -hmm. and saying, oh, and imagine them sitting on a throne like, let them in. Like, what do you mean, dude? You, you, you don't get it. They have to go through the process like everyone else. They have to yeah. abide by the rules. And if you don't, well, then there is a process that the, that the country's gone that set up for them. And that process is, is a rigorous process. It's a pain in the ass, but at the same time, there's the process. And so mm -hmm. like, to demonize what the border trade border patrol does as a whole is insane to me because it is actually the one uh, organization that has that helps more people on the border. The humanitarian mission of the border patrol is the massive, is the mm -hmm. biggest humanitarian mission in, in the United States, right? But also, second to that, they stop encounter more and encounter more drugs than any or other organization in America as well. Mm -hmm. And so you're sitting there like, wait, you're gonna hate on the people who save more lives and stop more drugs? Right away, people should be praising them. And be like, dude, that's dope. What a cool, yeah, what a cool yeah. that. You know, people. There's I don't think people hear it as much from that angle, though. Like, just exactly how you described it. Yeah. I don't think people hear it like that. No, they don't even know. And the crazy thing is, like, this is an argument. Here's how I'll explain it to anyone who's listening right now. And there's people that are listening that are probably like, oh, still fucking border patrol, stupid <laughs> or racist, whatever. They don't understand it. Like the, the levels, the the how 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 intricate this system is and how many layers of issues we have to fix for it to be better. Um, it's not perfect. But what we're having is the left side saying open borders, like just let them in. Mm -hmm. they, you know, they're struggling. They're poor. They need help. Their countries, this and that. OK, got it. That's the ones that open the border. Well, you can't open a border. Because when you mm -hmm. open the board, that means we have no board. If we have no board, then we have no fucking country. Okay. Right. That's just chaos. Mm -hmm. That's the most unrealistic topic you could say. Unrealistic to say, open the border. Nope, that doesn't work. That doesn't make sense. Or else we don't have the existing country we have. So right. if you say that and that's your answer, well, then that's the most uneducated, most ignorant comment you can fucking make. And I already know that you don't know nothing about the subject. Right. Mm -hmm. But I already mm -hmm. know. I already, if that's what you say, mm -hmm. like, I already know you know nothing. You're just saying it out of an emotional attachment to right. you have empathy towards people who are wanting to come to America, who want the opportunities. So do I. I have the empathy, too, but I'm not mm -hmm. ignorant in this subject. I understand it. So if you say open the border, you're wrong already. So the conversation for me is done. Now yeah. you're just going to argue with me. You don't want to educate. Right. You don't want to get educated. You yeah. don't argue. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I don't need to have this discussion. Then you got the yeah. other side who goes, shut the borders down. OK, you, too, don't understand the conversation. Mm hmm. You don't get the conversation just as so much as the person says open the borders. Close borders and open the borders. It doesn't work that way. This is not a one plus one equals two answer. Mm -hmm. We can't shut down immigration or else we lose the dignity of what this country stands for. Right. We stand for immigration, but legal immigration. Right. Legal immigration. So there is no shut the border and no one can come for that. Doesn't that's not realistic. That's not that's that's that loses the the foundational beliefs of who we are as America.
Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But in those same conversation of close the border, open the border, then there's homeland security in the middle. The security of our country is one of the utmost important things we can do for ourselves, for our people in the country. If you're here legally and you're paying taxes and you're working your ass off and you're living this American dream, we're trying to live that American dream, right? Where it's a struggle. It ain't fucking easy, but you're trying yeah, to. Yeah. Well, then you deserve the opportunity to still be safe, safe in your homes, safe when mm-hmm. you go to work and safe from any kind of terrorist event. So right. in that case, Border Patrol is there to hopefully stop and mitigate that to the best of its ability, right? So we have to have an immigration policy. That has to happen. We have to allow immigration and some capacity. That needs to be established. Mm-hmm. But we also have to, at the same time, meet the requirements of homeland security, the safety of our people and the safety of our freedoms. And so both of those arguments, you have the left and the right arguing this, but the, seriously, the answer is right in the middle of both. Mm-hmm. It's a dial that if you eat, it's a dial of like too much security. Well, now we're like North Korea. Yeah. Too little security. Well, now we're just a- complete anarchy and do whatever. The heck. We don't even have a country. Mm-hmm. So how we shift that dial really dictates based on how much illegal immigration that is coming through and not coming through, but as well as how much security do we want to see as Americans? Do we want to put walls 360 around our country so it feels like we're trapped in it? I don't mm-hmm. necessarily know, right? Do you want to uh, not allow anyone ever to come in? Like you can't come to America? No, we don't want that with it because then we're no better than North Korea, right? So right. we have to find a system that's a balance of it and balance of both of those subjects and both of them be met equally in some some way where everyone's happy, the left mm-hmm. and the left, right? The, the security yeah. of our country, but as well as the, the allowing the immigration in our country. Dude, this is like... I try and if I had to explain it to someone who who doesn't understand who goes what they go say so what's the answer? Like, <laughs> it's not there is no fucking answer. This isn't mm-hmm. like here's your answer because if yeah. I had that answer, I wouldn't be sitting here in this. I'd be fucking a multi multi billionaire because <laughs> I go to every country and fix their immigration problem. You know what I mean? Right, right. The the answer is a seven layer cake. It's a mm-hmm. fucking recipe. It's a yeah. little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little too much might fuck up the whole system. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing that now a little bit too much of freedom of immigration and too much um, incentivization, incentivizing illegal immigration has turned into mm-hmm. what we see today. Yeah. You see what I'm sure. What yeah, we have today is, is just a massive influx of individuals coming across because they know what's going to happen. They show up and they're going to receive an NTA. And they're mm-hmm. gonna get released into America to a future date that they'll yeah. not show up to. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the thing we've said before, kind of just you know, on what you what you spoke about is like a lot of people have that that guilt, right? Like you, you know, you said that empathy where you go, you know, yeah, like just you know, what's what's there's nothing wrong with them, you know, they're good people, they're trying to work. And it's like, yeah, there there are, right? But there are yeah. people that that are gonna take advantage of this. There's both, right? There's here, here and there. And and I think people people gotta gotta realize that. And and exactly what you're saying, um, you can't have too much of one thing because well, what's going on now, it's like it seems like it's wide open, right? Kind of just come in. Yeah. And like you said, here's your notice to appear, and you know, we'll right. see if they come back, right? And let me let me clarify one thing though, because what you hear is it's wide open. Now let's mm-hmm. just let's 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 make that more factual. It's not necessarily wide open because each person who gets apprehended still gets processed. So there mm-hmm. is still a process of collecting their data, fingerprints, uh, you know, 
freaking location of birth, country of country of origin, things like that. And so yeah, yeah. there is something still being done that can identify if there's someone in this crowd that has known background of, of say illegitimacy, whatever it is. Mm. If they are in that pile, they get sent back. Like we're not, we're not going to take them, but there's a lot who, who has no record of it. But just so you know, like every person coming across that we apprehend. And I mean, I'm talking, they're just walking up to border prison. So they're, they're just giving up anyways. Mm. Uh, they're called give ups. They just come right up to you and you're like, okay, process them. They're still getting processed through a system. There's still a file on each individual, but but that doesn't, I mean, that's just the truth of it. But they're still getting released into America if they find no yeah. issues, right? And, right? and that's an issue. The good thing is that we're at least collecting the data. That's the good thing. So, like, if they come back, if they go back to Mexico, say they made money and they go back through Mexico and they go back to their country of origin, whatever it is, and then they're trying to come back. Well, the second time, well, we, now we've said, okay, you've done this twice now. Mm. Now we see, you know, because for me – uh, Illegal immigration is always going to be a thing, and we're going to always have to try and mitigate it, no matter what. There's right. never going to be a perfect border no one comes across because there's tunnels. There's there's a million other ways. Mm-hmm. My biggest problem is that if you're coming to America to reap the benefits of America, well, then you better make this home and try and invest in America. Right. right? Yeah. As in like you better see this as home and say, I'm coming here for the opportunity, and I'm going to continue to make sure this opportunity exists for my future for their kids, for their mm-hmm. kids. Because then in my heart, I'm like, okay, that's someone who actually gives a fuck about the betterment of the country. And when you right. care about the country, you're going to make sure that you're making choices that value and that, that stay within the values of this country. Mm-hmm. And that's important because we need that. We need people to continue to believe in this because when you stop believing in this, it stops existing, right? And that's mm-hmm. the problem. So why aren't more of them serving in the military? I don't know. If you believe in this country, you should. And it doesn't mean you go as an infantryman. You don't got to go shoot a gun. You can go be a paper pusher. You can be a mechanic. You can be you can be anything other than like combat arms. But at least you've proven you sir, you 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 your dedication to this country and that you want to see it continue to thrive for your kids. That's right. that's what I want to see. I want to see people loyal to us. If you're coming here for the opportunity, and we're going to give you that opportunity. Well, then show your commitment back to us. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing, because, you know, yeah, a lot of people make a, you know, it's a long, it's a long uh, trip to get over here. Right. And you, you've already made that commitment to get here. So, yeah, exactly what you're saying. It's like, make sure you're you're doing everything you can to keep this country what it is. You know, the reason you came here, you know, the American dream and all that, you know, it's not like you said, it's not always easy. You know, we're going to struggle. Yep. Things are going to get hard. You know, jobs, the economy, all that stuff's going to go up and down here and there but you know we got to do what we can to maintain what we have here because again like i said earlier it's like where where else would you want to be you right know? what happens if this country doesn't exist anymore then where are you gonna fucking run to yeah yeah we gotta That's- try we, we gotta try and maintain this for 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 and continue to be that beacon of hope mm-hmm. yeah and and kind of like uh what you had mentioned is i had seen a stat that i think i think it was last year they stopped 98 people that were on the terror watch list. I don't know if I got that number right, but it was something like that. That sounds um, right. And I think that's kind of the 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 reality too that people don't really hear, you know. Because again, if it if if I'm Mexican and I'm emotional about it, then I, I'm just thinking it's affecting Mexicans, right? And they're yeah. stopping my people. Um, but a lot of people don't hear that it's it's really everybody, you know. 
You got Chinese yeah. people coming in, you know. Yeah, uh, right now, right now there's a massive influx. Of just, I was just at the airport the other day in San Diego, and there was a lot of Haitians. There was a lot of uh, Chinese, mm-hmm. was, and they're at the airport, bro. Like they're at the airport. They've already mm-hmm. been released by our, you know the government officials, and they're given a plane ticket to go wherever they want to go. And you're like, that's odd as fuck. If that yeah. that makes me feel a type of way that I'm like, damn, this is a little crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. Way, but yeah, so you have your Mexicans, right? That's a that's a number, but it's not as significant as your other than Mexicans. They call them anyone south of or south of Mexico, mm-hmm. and that's the Guatemalans, your Hondurans, like so on and so forth, the Salvadorans, and so on. And then you got your exotics, and that's your Africans, that's your Asian, that's that's like your Asian countries, like uh, you know Chinese, mm-hmm. right? That's going to be uh, your Russians, right? It, it's Ukrainians, like all that's coming through the border as well, right? Yeah, all that. Yeah, and that's and that's where where people I think they kind of miss that because again they're just emotional about it, and and they got that pride. Um, but you know that's kind of like given what what's going on, and you know knowing that okay they caught that many people at the border last year on the terror watch list. You know there's a, I think it was what is it, the the gotaways right? Are those kind of basically like the people that you don't see that just kind of no one ever processed yeah, and- them nothing they just got through. Yeah, right. so you see they, they, they apprehended 98, but how many did they miss? Yeah. How many, how many did we miss in this vast ass fucking border, this massive border? How do you how many do you miss? It's fucking uh, it, it's it's hard to keep count of that. The way you count a gotaway in the border patrol is if I see footprints, right? So if I'm looking for tracks, I see, oh, look at there's fresh tracks right here. Obviously, a mm-hmm. group jumped in through this fence, they're walking this way. They might have done it like 12 o'clock at night. Let's start track them. So as you're tracking these dudes, you're tracking the sign all the way to wherever it gets to. So if it gets to a major interstate mm. and you don't see those same steps cross anywhere onto the other side, it is assumed that they were picked up at that location. Those are gotaways. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then it's. You count them. You count the footprints. You go, okay, there's one type of shoe. There's two types of shoes. There's four different types of shoes here. Okay, cool. Yeah, this is so we have four of them. Hey, we got four gotaways. Mm. Yeah, wow, that's that's crazy because it's like you know, I, I don't. From what I understand, and maybe you can, you have more insight, and in, obviously you have more insight into this. Is like, you know, if you got a border patrol agent over here and another one over here, that's like miles apart. It's not Absolutely. like they're not like right next to each other. Where it's like I think people think the border patrol is like literally guarding the whole <laughs> the whole line. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the the border patrol has just about 19,000 employees. Mm-hmm. 19,000 employees, you have three different shifts. You have morning swings and then you have mids, all right? And so then you break that down by 3 and then you break that down again by people that are probably in supervisor positions, people that are people that are on leave and whatnot. And so at any time across our borders, you maybe have about 2,500 guarding the border. Mm-hmm. 2,500, 3,000, maybe max guarding the border, dog. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So there's an area that I used to cover down in Del Rio sector uh, that was easily two hours, all right, about an hour, hour and a half, two hours from the station if you're at the farthest end. Mm. Now, if you're deep in that ranch, now mm. it's another, you know, that's distance even more. And so for me to say, hey, there's a, a sensor good went off. I drive out there and look at it and I'd be, hey, this is gonna be good traffic. I see 20 body, 20 footprints, whatever. Mm-hmm. It might take my partner an hour to get there to support me. 
Mm. Hour, dude. And so now he's moving his hour towards me. Now his area of maybe a hundred miles is completely open. Mm. This job is not easy. Yeah. Is that's why when the argument for the wall, like build the wall, build the wall, people are like, you know, it turned to a political argument. And like people mm-hmm. people don't even understand the career field. They they just feel like, why would we build the wall? Like, well, I'm sorry to tell you, but there's been a fence this whole mm-hmm. time. There's been fences in a lot of these border areas. There's been walls this whole time. Mm-hmm. We're just looking for more walls in areas that we needed to help manage traffic. Mm-hmm. And all yeah. the wall does is help funnel traffic at different yeah. We'll go under it, through it, over it, all that shit, but not at the numbers that you you know you wouldn't have a bunch of women and kids by the hundreds climbing it. It doesn't make sense. No, no. So they're going to go around it, and so essentially, it is a form of funneling traffic in in a more manageable way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. That's kind of how I see it too. It's like, yeah, it gives you because obviously you got your port of entry, like where you tell you know go through here, but obviously there's going to be people that. You know, like you said, they're going to want to come in. There's always going to be illegal immigration. But if you can kind of funnel it to where you can really control it, you know, and have, you know, a, a good group of guys there that can support each other, then, you know, it makes their job. I would imagine it make your job easier as a Border Patrol agent. Um, but, yeah, if you if you kind of just leave it wide open and like you said, man, you're an hour away, then help's got to come here. And then you, you left the hole over here and, you know, that kind of, you know. It makes yeah that would that would make the job difficult right mm-hmm. if I was working down there, kind of like you know the, the the way that I work and everything that I do I kind of like I'm in a sense competitive, but I like I also want to make sure that whatever I'm doing I'm doing the best that I can do you know what I mean and whenever I'm not I'm not perfect whenever I fuck up I just you know I feel it like God, like the fuck you know yeah and i can imagine i mean i'm i'm sure you know a lot of board patrol agents say they do their job because they want to help people they want to you know they're they got good intentions and you know when when you kind of i would imagine i mean knowing how i am if i was there and and i was like you know while i was gone you know such and such many people got through i would be like damn you know what i mean yeah Uh, (laughs) that's what we feel dude it it feels like a loss it feels like a you know like if Mm -hmm. you're an athlete it feels like you just you lost the game, you know. Yeah, I mean? yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, good way to put it. And and that's that's the hard thing about it, man. Is like we're trying to do our job at the best of our abilities, and it's a fucking challenging job in itself. And then now to have the rest of the world demonize, scrutinize, freaking politicize everything we do, man, that's fucking hard, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 the thing that you know I feel like doesn't get covered a lot, or or kind of gets, you know flies by is you know there's a lot of people putting their lives at risk you know yeah. trying to come here and a lot of people that don't you know they they, they die on the way mm-hmm. um you know you hear about you know child trafficking you hear about women getting raped on the way over here and it's just you know it's it's sad man it's like you don't want anybody going through that you know and i feel like having it wide open or where you can't easily funnel it through like that exposes you know if you really care about your people it's like you're exposing your people to take that risk and potentially lose their life or get raped or get trafficked. And it's like, I think that's the sad part that sometimes I feel like doesn't get the attention it deserves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to be empathetic for these people who genuinely just want a better life. Mm -hmm. You don't have empathy for that. Then like you have no fucking soul. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, 
there's real people that just want a better life. They want to find a job that pays. Some of these people just want a job that pays them, you know, $200 a month and they can survive, right? Like they just want something more than what they have. So you have to be empathetic towards that. And, and the hard part is it's not us that everyone's mad at, at us, but like, why aren't we looking at the why? Why are they coming here? What's going on in those countries that are so unfortunate, that are so unhealthy, that are so scary that they're running to us? Okay, but also who is making money off of them currently? They're in the most vulnerable that you could think of. They're in the worst spot of their life, and there's someone collecting a tab. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like the energy is on the wrong issue. The energy is not on, should not be on the border patrol. That shouldn't be the. They yeah. should be like, hey, border patrol doing their job. They always do good shit, right? That's what it should be. They should be focusing on why people are being manipulated by trafficking organizations. They should mm. see why countries are falling apart and how what America should take a position of like, let's have a diplomatic approach to seeing how we can help them have a more successful country. And not, yeah. and not stick our nose in it politically to try and yeah, create yeah. democracy, right? That's like something yeah, that yeah. Like, yeah. Don't, don't push our narrative, dog. Don't do that. Let yeah. them do that. But like, how can we assist in them? Like, do they need more manufacturing in their country? Can we establish some manufacturing in the country? Can we create more jobs in their country by establishing more manufacturing instead of using China? Mm-hmm. Fuck, I'll go South America. We're 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 connected. We're con- continentally yeah. connected, dog. Why yeah. aren't we using? Uh, anything we can to help one create a better relationship when it comes to, to traffic, right. I mean, excuse me for, for, um, for shipping or, mm-hmm. or manufacturing. Why aren't we saying, Hey, let's establish ourselves. Mexico. We, we have a lot of manufacturing in Mexico right now. It's, 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 it's incredible. That mm-hmm. relationship should be better between us and them. It's still a little, it's still a little messed up because of like the cartels and everything else. That's mm-hmm. a whole different subject, but yeah, Venezuela, right. Venezuela is struggling right now. How, what did we do to create that? What did we do to rub our nose into their business and maybe cause some of this, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of that might be our own repercussions of our own sticking our nose where we probably shouldn't. And yeah. so being like the global, like, let me put my nose in and see if I can help, <laughs> you know, we might have caused, like what's not talked about, we might have caused a lot of the backlash that's happening in some of these countries, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. so how do we diplomatically come go back and say, how do we help you? How do we fix this so your country can thrive? Because we want you to thrive. We want us to thrive. Why can't we all in our same continental fucking connection all thrive together, work together, and make this all work? Because mm-hmm. why wouldn't it wouldn't it be cool if like Venezuelans can come visit us for vacation all they want? We can go there, no issues, and, and everyone's happy and everyone goes back to the country and everyone continues to flourish yeah. in the country. Like that's what we would want. We want this homeostasis mm-hmm. situation. But the only way to get there now is to identify what's fucking wrong and how do we fix that. And that's mm-hmm. what we need to do. Yeah. I mean, kind of, you say that it's like, I think about the, what was it? El Salvador, right? The guy that went in, he, he fixed shit. And then, yeah, you know, from what I heard, I don't know if it's true cause I'm not there, but they went from, you know, so many murders a year to like practically none. Yeah. So it's like, you know, well, they did something right. You know? And mm-hmm. then when you do something like that, then yeah, I think your people want to stay there because now they feel safe. Right. They're yeah. not, they're not, run, they're not scared. They're not trying to seek asylum somewhere else because, you know, you got all these, was it the gangs running, running that, that country. Right. Yep. And that's kind of what it seems like in, you know, Mexico, right. You got cartels pretty much running the country. Right. Um, okay. So, you know, I think that that's one thing, you know, as a Mexican, it's like, damn, I hope they get that under wraps because it's like, you know, it's, it's the drug business, right. It's, 
a lot of people benefit from it. It's sad to yeah, say. There's a lot of corruption in it, man. And, yeah. and and who's to say how far that corruption goes currently in our own society? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, who was it? Uh, didn't, wasn't the, I may be off on this one, but wasn't like the CIA initially working with Pablo Escobar or one of them? There's a, there's, who, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of. I that's, mean, I don't know. It's like a deeper, know. <laughs> that's a deeper subject. We don't even need to open that one. Oh it's man, I'm watching this right now. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Damn, they already don't. I'm already, you know. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. It's it's crazy because you know, kind of just going into what's going on in the world, you know, with the wars and all that. And you know, before that, I had seen that again. You know, the FBI was going to look into Trump supporters, pretty much. You know. And I thought, that, that shit's weird. Like, you know, whether I don't care who you support, but like to kind of go to that extreme, it's like, that's weird. And it's like, yeah, we it's, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's um, we're in a very, very odd time where mm -hmm. because you support a specific president, you are now can be deemed as a terrorist. It's the yeah, weirdest, weird. weirdest thing. And, and that's all part of. A lot of that stems from the same people who just read the the title of the blog and deem it as facts. Mm -hmm. Same people who don't want to really understand anything, who don't because they do their own research, like yeah, well, people aren't doing that. People aren't yeah. really reading it. People people don't look at at you know when when I've tried, I got to word everything in a very smart way because like I, I someone's going to try and counter me with some bullshit. I'm like, no, dude, <laughs> when you start to create these divisive topics, right? These, these mm -hmm. very, like if you, if it's you either all in on Trump or not on Trump, like I'm in the middle. I'm like, I, I would, I would just like a president who can fucking get shit done. Right. And I want to, president who has a professional demeanor because i think that position holds a status that needs to be seen by the rest of the world as like a respectful motherfucker you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. what i see there was policies that trump had that i really loved there was things about him i was like god this guy's like fucking pissing me off right but i can say that about the president now i i well i can't say there's a lot of policy i like about the current the current administration i just can't mm -hmm. There's not a lot that I really like, you know, but that's just me. What suits my family, my personal beliefs, my world, my circle of influence, right? Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. how I see it. And so, so there's too many people that are taking these one-off sentences, the things, the, the things that they read and say it's facts, right? Like, like, it's like everyone now is like guilty until proven innocent. And that's yeah. politically, that's like, that's everything. Look at, there's a, Trevor Bauer, the fucking oh, yeah. Yeah. Bauer, right? Like that guy got fucking crucified, homie, crucified. And mm -hmm. then all the evidence comes out with this girl. She planned it. She, she, everything. And nothing's going to happen to that woman. Right. Okay. Right. But there's still people online that are calling me, you, you fucking abuser. Oh, like still, I'm like, mm -hmm. oh my God. Like you, uh, like you can't do nothing these days without mm -hmm. 50 people being so ignorant that they just still, they, they can't let go of a thought. That guy never did anything. It was proved. The girl's in a video in bed with him, smiling in the video in the bed the night that she said he abused her. But still, his followers are attacking him. Mm. 
that's this just the small picture of what we have today in the political side of things. Yeah, it's very scary times where the lack of education, the lack of 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 genuine competency, right? Gen- competency, mm-hmm. right, is causing the demise of our country because people are not willing to really educate on things. They're really not willing to spend the time to inform themselves, but not have an emotional response on subjects mm-hmm. they know very little of. Mm-hmm. I know a lot about the border. I know a ton. I don't get emotionally invested in it because I know it so well. I know the facts of it. And so you can't sway me to get offended, uh, upset because you say something. I'm like, oh, that's not true. You know what I mean? You can't. Mm-hmm. I know yeah, it yeah. so well. There is no fucking extreme. Oh, my God. No, it's it is just what it is. And when you don't know, you sit in a position of the uh, you sit in a position of insecurity because you don't really know. And so you have nothing but fear. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where pe- people are fear mongering their own fucking lies. And they're 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 spitting back emotional fucking jargon that is false. Mm-hmm. All day long, bro. And this is not just like the immigration topic on everything. Everything, yeah. We have, and it's a it's a scary time. All I would say is like for the listeners, is you got to take the time to genuinely read, research, learn, educate, yeah. and still don't make emotional responses on social media. You're not helping the fucking situation. Yeah. Your your rant on social media has no value. It's, you yeah. know, it does nothing. Right. So you need to worry about your circle of influence, your little house and your little emotions, and you need to manage those better. So that that's all we can do. Yeah. No one. I 100% agree with that, man. That's, that's one thing that we've said from the get, um, you know, as far as, as a parent, right. As a dad, it's like, I want to be the biggest influence in my kid's life. So that's, that's what I'm worried about. Right. That's how, how they're going to grow up, what features they have, you know, uh, you know, why I do what I do as, you know, go to work, uh, you know, just everything that I do is kind of, I'm thinking about, all right, how is their future going to get affected? Yeah. Um, and, and that's the thing, man. It's like, all right, yeah, I, I got to make sure that I'm the biggest influence in their life. Right. Me, me and, and my wife and, and worry about my family. Right. And then I got my sisters and, and you know, my brother-in-law and our family there. And, you know, that's, that's kind of like, that's my focus, right? Making sure that they're good. And I think a lot of people don't. And then they think that, you know, if I, like you said, if I do this rant on Twitter or whatever, you know, I don't know, they feel like they changed something or, or someone, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's yeah. weird, but that's, that's kind of the, the times that we're in where that's what, that's what people do and, and expect a, a response, I guess. That's an emotional immaturity is what yeah. that is. Yeah, emotional and, immaturity. Everyone feels like they have a voice, but truthfully, your 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 whatever you post is just a, a like a reflection of like how either educated or how immature you are. Mm-hmm. And everyone shows their face. Okay, I'm good. Next. <laughs> and everyone's <laughs> no, like, why argue? Just block. Just block or unfollow. Yeah, block you know? or mute, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, especially, you know, with the whole Israel thing uh, going on, like you see that a lot, the the whole emotional response from a lot of people. And it's just like, you know, I don't know what really happened. Right. You know, yeah. especially, you know, yesterday, the, the big thing everybody was up in arms about was the hospital that got blown up. And it's like you got people saying it was this side. You got people saying it was that side. And everyone's just digging their heels in. But it's like people that aren't there. So it's like, 
you know what I mean? Like, it's tough, man. It's funny because like there was a meme that said it right. It was like, okay, now all the experts from Ukraine and Russia uh, have stopped and become now experts in, you know, in yeah. Palestine and Israel. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. uh, dude, it's, there's so much there that I don't know. I'm not from that country. Yeah. I don't know the history. I read up on it. I read up as much as I could on it. Actually, I read a lot on it and still, I'm not in a position to make a determination. And what I really believe is that if I was Palestine, I'd probably believe I was right. And if I was Israeli, I'd probably believe I was right. Mm -hmm. And that's what I really think it is. I think it really comes from it's it's a deep rooted cultural ideology that you can I cannot tell you otherwise. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what it is. It's like trying to tell a Christian like you're wrong. It's like Mm -hmm. trying to tell, you know, a Mormon he's wrong. It's like those are deep rooted deep rooted beliefs that you, you you're not going to sway someone off a fucking news article or some kind of bullshit fucking publication, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And mm-hmm. those countries believe both sides. They believe they're right. Right. I'm not in a position to t- say who is or who is. I don't, I'm not educated enough in that, mm-hmm. you know, these free Palestine uh, marches through my city, uh, Dallas. Okay. They're peaceful. Mm-hmm. Then you're, you're doing exactly what you're allowed to do. So right. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so and that's how I feel. I feel like you're you're allowed to do that. I have no opinion on it because I'm not educated enough on it to even try and make an assumption. I feel like when people do, they could say they show their cards of their lack of really understanding the way this world works, man. Mm-hmm. It's not my position to make an opinion on it. I can see what I don't like. I don't like innocent people getting killed. I didn't like yeah. it in Afghanistan and Iraq. I don't like that shit. Mm-hmm. Also, no war is ugly as fuck. And America is one of the only countries, you know, and those who fall under the Geneva Convention that have rules in war, you know. And so us as Americans, we see people who don't use or go by those rules. It's hard to watch. Yeah. Fucking watch, dude. And but I still take a position of I am not educated enough to to verbally make an opinion on what I think is right and wrong in that situation. Mm hmm. No, and that's kind of the stance I took as well. It's like, you know, it's like innocent people getting killed for no reason or targeted. It's like that that shit shouldn't happen. You know, whoever's doing that specifically, you know, if it's specifically one group, Hamas, if they're a terrorist group and they're the ones doing it, all right, get them. But then it's like you get all these, it's like you said, war is ugly. You have all these civilians yeah. in between and, you know, seems like they're fighting in a small area. So, yeah. You know, it's just sad that a lot of people, you know, are, are have lost their lives or are going to lose their lives in, in this war that, you know, are probably just trying to get by and, and live their lives where they're at. War is unfortunate, man. And, and war is always based on some kind of ideology, whether it's faith, mm-hmm. history, whatever it is. And so um, it sucks. I think su- I think war sucks for both parties. It's fucking terrible. I don't like what's happening. Um and uh, I would, I would, I would do my best to stay out of that fight. You know, I get offers to go contracting all the time, and I'm like, I'm gonna stay home on this one because I don't, I don't know it enough. I don't want to yeah. be fighting on the wrong side of history. At the same time, like, I don't know what is the right side of history. Uh, you know, a lot of people hated seeing uh, Israel getting, getting, you know, invaded that way, and it was fucking scary to watch. Yeah. And I, I hate it too. And I hate, I hate how. I just don't like, I don't like any of it, dude. I don't like any yeah. of it. I, I'm not going to pick a side. I'm not going to say anyone's right or wrong. Um, 
you know, you, you can go to any political page and see, like, when someone says something strongly about Israel, then everyone goes free Palestine. You go the other way, then like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Both, it's it's tough. Yeah, that's that's the, the environment that that we have right now. And yeah, you know, I think the best thing to do is kind of take a step back. You know, like you said, take your emotion out of it, and then you know, try to as much as you can get in, get informed, right? Yeah. And then and then you know, the truth is always going to be war is ugly, and no one's going to like it. And it's exactly, fun. yeah. yeah. Um, one more thing before uh, kind of because we're kind of getting on the uh, well, yeah, yeah. Now, no, I, I got to jump to another meeting soon, but you're good. Let's um, do it. Just uh, you just had the was it the men's retreat? The yeah, the light diffuse men's light retreat. Diffuse. Uh, how was that? And and are you planning on doing more of those? Yeah, we got another one planned in April. Um, you know, the ticket's a little pricey, but I think what you get out of it is lifelong, a lifelong memory of of learning a path of wellness. We're we're in a time where men uh, don't have uh, a place to to express, to show emotions, to to be able to uh, learn different paths of wellness that, you know, society doesn't teach us. And so essentially I created a three day retreat where we build community, we build camaraderie. We, we show four or five different modalities of healing. Uh, on this one we did in particular was a non-psychedelic plant medicine, uh, compo, um, Hape and Saranga, which is like three different native kind of uh, healing methods. On top of that, we did Wim Hof uh, method and we introduced several different ideologies or, or, or thought. Like I brought some thought leaders and experts in their field. And one of them is stoicism. Uh, the other one was a doctor who talked about um, moral injury. That's just another I, I viewpoint on kind of like post-traumatic stress. I brought a counselor who does EMDR and brought some motivational speakers. And so it was a really successful weekend of learning a lot about ourselves, creating a community that is open uh, in, in expressing emotions and allowing uh, these men to find comfort in uh, in their own lives. And so it's, it was beautiful. It was a cool thing. Nice, nice. And I think you did, was the last one in, was it in Utah? It was in Dallas. It was in Dallas. Dallas? We're, we're going to do another in Dallas too. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, no, I, I had seen that and I was like, yeah, it seems like a, you know, like a good event where, like you said, some, I think a lot of, a lot of men nowadays can't be men, you know, you get put down, you get called toxic and, you know, for the most part, real men, good men are just trying to live their lives, trying to take care of their families, you know, yeah. do what they got to do to get by, you know, doing the best they can to better themselves and their family. And, you know, like I said before, you know, it gets tough everywhere. Oh, but, it's, you know, yeah, it, yeah. it's good to have those kind of events where, you know, you get together and, and kind of, you know, work on things and, and again, try to be better. That's yeah. that's the best thing we can do is try to be better than we were before. I absolutely agree, brother. Absolutely agree, man. All right. Cool. Well, thank your, you so much. dude. Your book comes out. I got the date right, right? Yep. That's actually right, that's cool. perfect. Cool. Uh, so. They can pre-order now. You can pre-order anywhere that books are sold. The audio book is done by me. And so you'll have my voice uh, narrating my whole book. Nice, nice. All right, cool. Well, Vincent, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you for your time, man. And, and you know, hopefully we could do this again along, you know, along the way in the future. You know, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to build relationships. And, you know, I think, you know, I'm not to sound like I'm like – I think people that are, are strong or have a strength or have the ability to, you know, kind of step back and, and, and be thoughtful, you know, thinking, 
should should be kind of linking up you know what i mean that's just so i'm I'm trying to build relationships and and hopefully you know we're able to keep this country the way it is and and as free as possible (laughs) i appreciate it bro thank you so much man all right then man appreciate it you take care and everybody thank you for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one later